a hell of a lot to talk about. There is a hell of a lot to talk about today. I'm going to press my head first, though. Let's get all the pressure out before we start. (laughs) Uh, Everybody's been doing the raincoat. Have they? That's what I hear. Good, good. We've uh, Mm -hmm. become a sensation on TikTok. Good. Uh, Which, I I don't have that. I can't use it. Oh, you can't use TikTok? No. Um, I don't have any space on my phone. Oh. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. uh, My dad didn't, like, ban it from the house for being, uh, like, communist. Right. He didn't. He couldn't. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't have that authority i don't think um he might yeah. i wouldn't challenge him yeah he's got he could definitely like bench press me <laughs> he would just lift me up off his chest and just throw me across the room probably oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that'd be unfortunate that would be unfortunate uh but he would dial up his his, his internet service provider and say I don't want that TikTok crap. I don't want to be able to get to it. I don't want my boy to get to it. I don't want that communist bullshit in my house. <laughs> and uh, that's why well, I can't use TikTok. Uh, so welcome to the Raincoat Report. This is Boss here with Jeremy. Hello. Welcome again to the Raincoat Report. This is Jeremy here with Boss. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Uh, I'm not sure. You did the reversal on me on the introduction, and now I'm just thrown off completely. It's okay. We're going to talk about um, a movie that might throw you off completely. Oh, yeah. I guess we are. Well, uh, today we're talking about Jungle Blue, a film directed by the great Carlos Tobolina. It doesn't feel accurate. What it's a, a, fil- it's did- a film directed by Carlos Tobolina. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, um, if he's great remains to be seen. Well, this one, I will say, is definitely a more intriguing film than uh, Pulsating Flesh was. It certainly has a lot more going on in it. Um, yeah. There is an attempt at a plot here that is somewhat serious... But, you know, is complicated by the fact that this is a, a porn film created by Carlos Tobolina, so yeah, it's only going to get so far. Yeah, we're going into the jungles of Peru yes, and Colombia. Uh, this is a 1978 film that it's, takes us into Peru and Colombia. It feels like a movie from, like, 1974 in the way it's just kind of, like, directionless. Right. <laughs> and uh, just very, like, hacked together. Right. It doesn't feel like it was released at the same time of, like, uh, just some, like, higher budget, like 1978, 79 type stuff. Um, and if you watch it, and if you listen to the rest of the episode, I think you'll see what we mean. Or what I mean. I don't... Boss seems... He's making a face that's objectionable. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with you with my face oh no i'm just objecting to your face oh well that's fucked up yeah the haircut you got i don't know i mean it's gonna grow back but it's just very strange it's a (laughs) sudden change for me (laughs) i'm sorry i should have let you know you should wear a hat (laughs) (laughs) it's been almost two weeks since i've seen you yeah and uh, I cut my hair, I think, like the day after I last saw you. So it's not new to me at all at this point. No, you look like, uh, you know, like a George Clooney, like Caesar haircut. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, it's better than uh, Mark Zuckerberg. You got a better hairline. It's not like evil. Like glue. Yeah, it's not evil. It's not like glued to your skull in a way that's uh, evil. Right. Welcome to the jungle. So yeah, uh, Jungle Blue. We have a cast of characters here that is mostly not uh, that stellar. Yeah, a couple unknowns. Yeah, Uh there's some people that are unknown. Some people that I sort of recognize, 
but I also might not recognize them. Yeah, uh, I but, feel like I, there's a couple names I recognize in the credits, but I just didn't really pick them out. They must have just been bodies in that orgy or something. Well, there are two reasonably important names, actually three uh, people associated with this film who uh, do have pretty solid careers, but didn't really uh, get any of the spotlight in this film for some bizarre reason. Oh, yeah. Um, so we have Annette Haven. Jeanette Haven. Is oh, is that cre- how she's credited? Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh-huh. Uh, it was on my notes. I was like, oh, yeah, she was. it was her. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Annette Haven's in it, but she is just one of the girls in the orgy and doesn't have anything else, really. Yeah. Sometimes um, if you're just a body in an orgy, it's easy to get overlooked. Yes, yes. Uh, um, especially one with a camera that doesn't really seem to uh, know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just kind of wanders and like has people cut out of the frame, isn't always in focus, you know. Yeah. Carlos Tovolina. Carlos Tovolina. Mm. Uh, another body in the orgy was Candida <laughs> Royale. That's, yes, that's the other one. Uh, who was credited as Kathy Silverman in this film. Uh, All right. She is lovely and wonderful, but again, she has nothing in this film. Yeah. Uh, and the other person, we don't even get to see his face uh, because subbing in for our lead, Big John, Bill Cable, uh, who plays Eivor. Okay. Uh, in his sex scenes, uh, he did not do any hardcore penetration. Okay. In his place, doing that was a gentleman known as Mr. John C. Holmes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. He... So, he has a crazy massive dong in his sex scenes, uh, but it's uh, definitely the Whopper itself, John Holmes's dick. All right. But, man, this movie is just sliced all together. <laughs> uh, it's an experience. You just ask yourself, why didn't he just cast John Holmes as Eivor? Yeah. Um, maybe John Holmes can't fucking swing around a tree or something. Maybe. Or maybe he could only afford John Holmes' rate for like ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a possibility. Uh, <laughs> at any rate, this jungle love is making me mad and making me crazy. And let's not forget Chico... Oh, yes, the... Eivor's pet gorilla. Yeah. Who's he played by? Uh, It's listed on IMDb as Chico. Oh, okay. So... Just Chico. Maybe that's his name. All right. We'll never know. But, uh... (laughs) But uh, Chico also gets in on the action, as we'll see. Mm -hmm. Actually, we see immediately when the film starts, now that I think about it. Yeah, it's the first thing you see. It's very David Friedman. Yes. It builds up to something that you see briefly at the end. Mm-hmm. But it's also at the beginning. But it is also at the beginning. You get a taste at the beginning. Quite a taste, indeed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, anything else you think that we should add about Jungle Blue before we get started? Yeah. All right. Do you think you actually went to Peru? Colombia, Tobolina was Colombian, right? Tobolina was South American. (laughs) Okay. Carlos Tobolina was Peruvian. Okay, all right. So So, he could probably get in and out of there pretty easy with some this cast and crew. Yeah, I wonder. I'd imagine that the natives in this film had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not really sure. I don't know, maybe they all, like, had, had like, gone to, like, an, an indigenous acting school. Perhaps. Or maybe, you know, they just have a strong love of ritual and pageantry, and they're like, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that is what we're talking about today. So, we'll go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk about Jungle Blue. When God created the paradise for Adam and Eve, he also created another paradise in the Peruvian jungle and created a second man like Adam to his image and likeness, just like Adam. But God did not give this man a woman. 
He knows no greed or envy, no sorrows, no hatred. Interesting. Because our first parents sinned, we all became mortals. But the man in the jungle has not sinned. He is the most beautiful creature on earth. British people say mate too. British people do say mate too. They probably originated it, then it went to Australia. Probably. I don't know how words work, so I'm going to turn it over to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to the Raincoat Report, and uh, let's go ahead and talk about Jungle Blue. Fuck. Did the battery dead? No, I just, I think uh, my levels have been too high this whole time. Okay, it'll be fine. Your testosterone levels? Yeah, my T levels have been too high this whole time. Okay. Mine aren't. Mine are quite low. Aww. I've been, uh, that's okay. I've been eating a lot of soy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's I think why, that'll do it. That's why I'm so soft and supp supple. <laughs> Soft, supple soy boy. Yeah, it's malleable. <laughs> got a lot. Got a lot going on. Um, and so does Jungle Blue, which begins with, as Boss previously said, Chico the gorilla getting, uh, getting a little hummer from a, a brunette woman. Uh, yes. We start on his face kind of moaning and then pan down to see that he is indeed getting blown. We cut to some mountains in Peru. Yeah, with a bunch of tourists about. Uh, you'll notice that that was a pretty abrupt cut. Yes. And uh, there's going to be a lot of it because we believe that Chico, in addition to playing the gorilla in this film, actually edited it. Uh, yes, uh, most definitely it was edited by an ape of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... We see some tourists walking around some ruins and then uh, shots of a map. We get a notice on screen. This story is fiction based on one of the many fables of the Amazon jungle. Which fable? Uh, the ones from the Amazon jungle. It doesn't say. It doesn't specify. I want to know what fable it's based on. I'd imagine by its non-specificity. Specificity? Yeah. You think it's a lie? I think it's a lie. Okay. All right. We cut to some various villagers and a snake, some birds, and then we get a Jungle Blue title card that's actually just a shot of the poster. It is. Uh, and then we also get a title card that says Ray Del Amazonas, which I believe is just King of the Amazon. Yeah. Uh, another title card. A different title card. Uh, then we see a guy climbing around in a tree with some smaller monkeys. This mm -hmm. is Eivor, played by Bill Cable, a.k.a. Big John. Yep. And also John Holmes. Uh, and also, when it's just his dick on screen, John Holmes. Uh, we get some more shots of the poster, so... In lieu of some of the title credits in this film, there's just close-ups of the the credits on the poster. Yes. And it just kind of moves around and gives you different shots of the credits on the poster. Yeah. Going in and out of focus as <laughs> yes. it goes. Um, so we're at this point where we've seen the title screen like three times. There's been three different title screens for this film. Yes. Yeah, including the alternate Spanish one, apparently. The <laughs> King of the Amazons. I think one of the things on the poster says it's filmed entirely in the jungles of Peru and Colombia. That's why I asked. It, it seems possible. We see some uh, white tourists walking around the town being annoying and white. Then we cut to them sitting around a table talking about drugs. Yeah, I think we should also just quickly rewind that in addition to the credits on the posters, there were also like actual other credits intercut in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that lends some credence to the ape editing theory. <laughs> it's a it's a real mishmash, and it's all quite uh, beautiful. 
It is. It's something. They go back and forth talking about the drugs, and then finally one of the ladies there goes for it and takes the drug. And uh, there was just drugs for one person, I guess. Yeah, she tries to peer pressure all of them into taking it, but she just had enough for one. Right, so it's really weird. Yeah, it's very, um, it's rude, actually. Yes, it is. It's not cool. Thankfully, there's more going on here. Uh, The others decide they're going to get into something more comfortable, and they walk over to a bed that's like three feet from this table, it appears. Then the man with mutton chops says we need to get into something more comfortable again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, he does. You're right. One of the women says, you're tall and handsome like Tarzan. And the guy says, I feel like Tarzan. One of the guys says to one of the girls, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen from Peru. (laughs) The people undress more. And then we cut back (laughs) to Eivor. Yes. So, we just have people that are, like, kind of undressing in the other scene, but mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and put a stop to that and go to Eivor, who's in the jungle, and uh, he's kind of squaring off with Chico. Yeah. They're uh, briefly here, and then they're gone again. I think that it's important to stop for a second and explain Chico to everybody. Chico... Does not appear to be an authentic gorilla. No, he is not. Uh, he appears to be a man in a gorilla suit. Yes. And uh, to be clear, the blowjob that he was receiving at the beginning of the film appeared to be uh, some guy's dick sticking out of the gorilla suit. Yes, they got um, they got a they got a black man, and they put him in the gorilla suit, and he <laughs> never quite gets hard. No, he doesn't. Um. Probably because he's in a gorilla suit in the jungle. He's probably just sweating his fucking ass off in there. Yeah, um, there's a lot of uh, strange choices. Certainly, that casting choice would come under scrutiny uh, today. I think so. (laughs) They don't don't have as many gorillas in movies anymore, either. Certainly have less gorillas where you can see their dicks. Yeah. They're human dicks. They made that movie Rampage. Oh, yeah. And you didn't see... He was huge, but you never saw his dick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Well, we immediately cut back from that monkey business to uh, everybody uh, who was just uh, climbing into bed, undressing and kissing and stuff. So there's this orgy scene going on. Um, And if you didn't get enough in this first section of this orgy, don't worry. We'll be back throughout the entire film to check in on our cast in their orgy. They're having a great time there. Carlos Tobolina and his fascination with orgies is very... It's like a theme. It's a theme. It's it's a charming part of his filmography, I guess. Yeah, I feel like when you watch like a trailer, because we haven't seen a ton of them, but you might have seen more than me, but... I've seen a few more than you, I think. I feel like when I see like a trailer for them, there's usually like an orgy scene. Yes. That's like replaced like whatever the plot is supposed to be. Yes. <laughs> that kind of happens. Um, this film goes back to this orgy repeatedly. <laughs> so there's this one guy at the orgy, though, who's <laughs> sitting in the corner of the couch. And so, like, the other people in the room have paired off. There's a like three i guess i think uh man woman and couples yeah there's i think like three different couples going on uh, um actually i think one of the couples might one, be two women yeah one of them is lesbian it involves like the main character and a woman whose name i don't recognize okay and then i guess the other two women are candida royale and um annette haven annette jeanette haven jeanette haven and, yes uh and a man with mutton chops and a guy who's another guy whose face I don't think you see enough to really get a sense of it. Right. Um, and then just one lonely boy who's just kind of rubbing his soft dick and complaining that no one else is there to fuck him. <laughs> yeah, so nobody wants to be the guy who gets left out of the orgy. Yeah, that's sad. The uh, uh, lady promises that someone's coming by soon, but she never shows up. Right. He says something in Spanish, and one of the women in the pile translates 
that he was asking who he was going to be with. And uh, she tells him that another girl is coming. But she never shows up, not to spoil things too much. Yeah. Just to keep a sense of uh, continuity, because you're going to lose it pretty soon. Just there's not any resolution to him not getting laid. Yeah, it's sad. It's one of the great tragedies in film, really. Yeah. It's a film about isolation. Yes. Yeah. So we see a woman get a room service tray uh, from like a hotel employee who brings it up. And she pulls it off to the side. Uh, she's like standing outside of her room and like pours something into the drink. So this woman is Sylvia, mm-hmm. played by Nina Faust. Okay. She has uh, spiked a drink. Who's she giving it to? Well, she walks into her room, and uh, there's another girl there. This is Jane, played by Susan Fuentes. Okay, and that is the girl who's also, she's also in the orgy. Uh, yeah. I think. I can't, one of these women is in the orgy. The blonde one, they're both blonde. They're both blonde. Oh, no. I think Sylvia's the evil one, maybe. Yeah, Sylvia's the evil one, but I don't remember if she's the one in the orgy. I think think, she is. I can't quite remember. Um, It doesn't matter. Let us press upon. Uh, It's worth noting, uh, similar to the thing with with John Holmes. Yeah. According to the Internet Adult Film Database, Nina Faust, who plays Sylvia, provides the body double for Jane, Susan Fuentes' character, in those sex scenes. Okay, so So it's... Nina Faust is doing double duty, playing both lead women in sex scenes. Duty. Duty. <laughs> okay, well that is a way to save some money, it sounds like. Yes. Sylvia gives Jane that tea that she poured something in and has her drink it. She tells her to turn over and she'll give her a massage, and so Sylvia starts to massage Jane. Sylvia asks Jane to tell her more legends of the jungle. She asks her about the legendarily perfect man. Oh yeah, Eivor. And it is indeed Eivor. According to legend... God created a second paradise in the jungle and created another man like Adam to live there, but didn't create a woman to live with him. And because of that, he has never sinned. And the animals love him, but he lives a happy but lonely life. He will live until he falls in love with a woman, at which time he'll finally start to grow old and get the rest that we all deserve in the end. Oh. So he's like a like a demigod type yeah. character. He's like a divine man. Something like that. This movie has a very interesting like cosmology. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> um, well, you know, the Tobolina verse, it's something. Yeah. yeah, it's full of grifters and demigods. Yes, it is. It's um it's a pretty cool place when you think about it. People fuck on waterbeds and big palm fronds. <laughs> yes. So we see all the tourists together leaving the hotel. That includes Sylvia and Jane. But we cut back to Sylvia and Jane in the hotel room where Sylvia is massaging Jane. So we left, went to everybody leaving the hotel, and then cut right back. Yes, we do. That's how that goes. Sylvia tells Jane to turn over so she can get her shoulders, and she does. And uh, Sylvia starts to massage Jane's tits. Hell yeah. She tells her she has a beautiful body. If I told you you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? Uh, yes. I can't go back to court. (laughs) (laughs) We then see our group of tourists getting on the boat and a cutaway to a turtle. We hear the boat engine starting. And then we hear Sylvia our massager from the other scene. We hear a lot of internal narration from her forward from here in the film. Very, like, affectless, like, toneless (laughs) uh, narration. 
Yes. Uh, I definitely want you to put some of that into the interstitial part. Okay. Yeah. There are thousands of ways going up the river. I remember the Amazons from the air. And that jet landing on a small airstrip. with the soft air of the jungle. Jane is very exciting, but I'm in the mood for a man, a big, strong guy. It's beautiful. It's like a travel film. Like, and she's just like narrating the uh, stock footage that they have. Right. She's like, oh, then the plane was flying through the air and I looked out the window and then it landed and then you just narrating what happens and i'm like what is this <laughs> well at this point sylvia is talking about how she was so excited thinking about last night with jane we cut back to them in the hotel room and uh we see sylvia start to go down on jane this is like another tobolina thing where like does like an inception thing where it keeps taking you in and out of different layers of the film Right. Because there's this overarching orgy we keep returning to. And then within that, there's whatever the main plot is. And within the main plot, there are, like, cutbacks to, like, scenes that happened before. Right. Uh, You think that a scene's over, but then you're back in it. Yeah. It's, uh, It's dizzying. Sylvia, in her narration, says that she's almost sure she'll get the fabulous jewels this time. Uh, yes, the jewels. The jewels of the Amazon. Yes. So precious and, and, and gay. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a good... People describe jewels as gay. They can? I don't know. I just Probably not. In like the sense of like, like bright and happy. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's how I did it now. That's how you do it when you're describing jewels. Yeah. They're filled with uh, sparkling gaiety. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sylvia says in her narration that she made Jane come several times. We see more titty rubbing and rug munching. (laughs) Sylvia says that Hank is a powerful and dangerous man, but I'll keep an eye on him. Is his name name Red Hank? It's like it. It's either Red Hank or Fred Hank, but in the credits I just see Hank, so I just went with Hank. Okay. And he's referred to as Hank a couple times. Yeah. But he's also referred to multiple times as either Red Hank or Fred Hank. I like Red Hank. It's like a like a bandit's name. Oh yeah. Yeah. She talks about the jungle being dangerous and all of that. And we get some shots of their plane ride there and the plane landing. This is one of those cases where, like Jeremy said, she's just narrating exactly the footage that we see on screen. It's beautiful. She says, I feel so sensual with the soft air of the jungle. Jane is exciting, but I'm in the mood for a man, a big, strong guy. It's here that we hear... Eivor yelling in the jungle. Yeah, his... uh, His Tarzan yells. Yeah, his Tarzan impressions. And the uh, ladies on the boat are asking what that is. We get a bunch of cutaways to shots of birds and fish and birds and... More birds. Lots of birds. Some monkeys, perhaps? Some monkeys here and there. Yeah. This Um, movie has a lot of wildlife footage. It is, and it's used just to, like, cut together everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, a scene starts, and then something happens, and then you get three cutaways to different birds, and then you're back where you started. Yeah. And then you get a couple more cutaways to birds, and if then you, you're in another scene. If you took out all the cutaways to, like, animals, how long do you think this film would be? Like, about an hour. Yes. Yeah, it would cut out, like, 
about 20 minutes of film. Right. The but girl, it wouldn't be as good. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have the uh, the texture and tone of this film. Yes. <laughs> the girls identify the yell they're hearing as human. We get more shots of birds. More birds. So many birds. The girls on the boat are still talking about the yells uh, for like a minute. <laughs> And then they get their boat to shore, and Eivor greets them at the shore. He's very social for a jungle boy, and shakes their hands and talks to them. Yeah, I've noted how easy it was to find this missing link <laughs> mythological man. They did it with ease. They sure did. He was just waiting there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so it's he... A, it's a big jungle. <laughs> It's a big jungle out there. Yeah, it's a big jungle to jungle in uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> you see that one with Tim Allen? Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he just steals that boy from the jungle. Yeah. Sets him loose in the city and he dies of typhus or something, I think. Because <laughs> his immune system wasn't prepared. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fucked. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. We cut back to the orgy. So, yeah, as soon as Eivor introduces himself, we're back at the orgy. Oh, yes. <laughs> some cunnilingus, some close-ups, doggy penetration. Uh, we've got our guy in the corner still chilling. He's uh, tugging on his dick a little bit. He's got like a half chub. Yeah. He's, he's just kind of hanging out and very... Uh, simmering resentment. Yeah, he's he's just stroking in resentment in the corner. Like, he's definitely not into it, but he feels like he's being very purposeful with the slow strokes. We see some missionary followed by a fairly large cum shot on yeah. a woman's stomach and pubes. I was mad that they cut back to this orgy at first because it just destroyed the narrative. But this is a it's a good cum shot, so I'll, I'll take it. We get more fucking and another cum shot. Uh, some muff rubbing. Some cowgirl where the guy pulls out and strokes to finish. Then we cut back to the jungle. <laughs> and Sylvia's narration again. She says, I took one look at Eivor and my pussy got wet. I hope it won't show. <laughs> what? <laughs> she doesn't want it to like show through like her pants. She's just soaked. She squirted in her pants. <laughs> right. It's just it's a mess. <laughs> she should wear a diaper. She's gonna just squirt all over the place. Squirt all over the place. You know, put something. You know, down there. Yeah. Just shove a towel down your <laughs> pants. Just wad up some toilet paper at least. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you, in case you meet a jungle man, you, you want to impress. Right. Evors tells them that he's American too. The guy asks him. What state is he from? And he says Peru's part of America. Apparently, Eivor learned English from the missionary. He likes to climb trees and swim all day in order to stay in shape. It's at this point that Jane explains that her father is here and that they're looking for him. And then the other people are looking for plants and medicine. We then cut straight from that back to the orgy where we see a blowjob for a few, followed by a cum shot. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to the jungle. <laughs> Apparently, Eivor knew Jane's father, Mark. Yeah, it's a small jungle, actually. When you think yeah. about it. <laughs> Sylvia notes in her narration that the fact that Eivor knew Jane's father gave Jane the edge, but she'll make her move later. <laughs> so she's already plotting and planning to fuck the jungle boy. Yeah, why wouldn't you? We then get a quick cutaway of Eivor walking with an old man who I guess is supposed to be Jane's father, Mark. Yeah. But it's like a few seconds of footage. Yeah, you're just, um, you know, that's how you know they knew each other, I guess. Eivor tells Jane that her father is dead. He says that he was a good man and he buried him nearby, so they go to make a trip to the grave. Uh, the guy in the party starts to ask Eivor about the... Oh, the guy being uh, Hank. Yes. He is the guy in this party. Hank is the man. 
Uh, he starts asking Eivor about the legend of the jewels. Uh, Jane says that her father told her in a letter that jewels and stones flowed down the river and got picked up by the locals when they were fishing. We get a bunch of cutaways to birds and fish. It's at this point, then, that Chico shows up, our monkey man. Sylvia screams when she sees him, which yes. I think is a fair response. Yeah. Uh, first of all, there's no gorillas in the jungles. In this, <laughs> in this jungle, at least. Um, but they do address it. He escaped from a circus. Right. So he escaped from, like, a Peruvian circus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, in fact, the first thing that he explains. And uh, yeah. apparently the boom mic escaped the sound guy's hand for a second because it dips into the frame while they're talking. Very good. We cut from there back to the orgy, get some close-up cunnilingus. Yeah, it's here when I note that, like, none of the sex seems to be part of, like, the larger narrative. No, not at it's all. It's just, like, it just chops back to, like, this orgy in progress. Right. It's a technique. We see the jungle party walk up to a cross made of sticks. Jane says, rest in peace. And then Eivor immediately says they should go. So they were at this gravesite all of three seconds. Yeah, they don't want to focus on this girl's dead dad. Sylvia in the voiceover says that Jane is mourning her father, so now's the time to make a move. Sylvia asks Eivor to show her around the jungle, as if he's going to be able to show her different rooms or anything. You know, just the different the sights and sounds and... I guess. So forth of the jungle. You're right. Yeah. I'm, um... She asks if he has a private place he'd like to take her. So uh, they walk off a bit. He says, I like you, Sylvia. You're very pretty. And then they make out. Sylvia tells him to lay down on a bed of leaves that's there. Like yeah. Palm fronds or something. Yeah, just a big bed of palm fronds. So he does. She tells him to take off his loincloth. And she uh, takes her bottoms off and reveals her bush. Although she keeps her long sleeve shirt on. Yeah. Don't want to get bit by jungle bugs. I guess that's fair. I was concerned that a big jungle centipede was going to crawl into someone's hole. Oh no. <laughs> that's rough. It would be very rough. Yeah. So we see Sylvia riding Eve or Cowgirl. And uh, it's at this point that we get introduced to John Holmes's dick for the first time in the film. Mm -hmm. He asks her to go down on him, and she starts to blow him. He tells her, do it to me. Do it gentle. She says, I'll fuck you, gentle. And then we cut to a monkey, and we get a little monkey with a giant dick yeah. running around. Yeah. Cut back to them. She says, it's good to have you in me. Uh, keep cutting back to the animals and other people. Just lots of random shots. Yeah. There's monkey dick all over this film. There is. It's perverse. It reminds me, I took this course about primates uh, in college. Yeah. And I don't remember even how the topic came up, but somehow discussion of animal penises came up. And this one girl was like, oh yeah, cats have like barbs on their penises and the stuff and the teacher's like oh you sound like a penis expert and uh she really protested to that she insisted she was not it was really funny she tells him oh i want to feel it slide in and out we see a close-up of some missionary penetration uh both from the female pov and also from behind as we see his balls slapping as he's pounding her she says, I'm coming, and says, come, Ivar, and he pulls out and comes on her pubes. We immediately cut to that to everybody walking through the jungle. Ivor says that he wants to go for a swim, and only Jane wants to follow him. So Jane goes off with him, and Sylvia in the voiceover says she's happy that she got Ivor first, and uh, notes that he probably won't have any for Jane now. She drained all of his cum. So after Jane and Eivor have walked off, Sylvia and Hank are talking, and Hank mentions to Sylvia that they brought the poison candy. Yes. 
apparently the idea is that they're going to go to this tribe and they're going to feed them all this poison candy and then take all of their jewels. Yes, that's the plan. But they're also going to give some to Eivor. Make sure he can't tell anybody either. Yeah. Eivor doesn't know how to get to the city to tell anyone. Right. It's from here that we cut to Eivor, who is supposed to be fucking Jane, although we're reusing shots from the last sex scene Mm -hmm. uh, with him and Sylvia. So uh, there are some different uh, shots and angles in this scene that we didn't see in the last one. Right. He's using everything he had. Uh, We get some reverse cowgirl. And finally, we see him pull out and uh, come on her bush. And this might be the same cum shot that we saw earlier. Probably. And then we immediately cut back to them all walking. Sylvia notes that she knows by looking at them that Jane and Eivor fucked. She doesn't know how, though, as she got it from Eivor once in the mouth and once in the pussy. Yeah. She doesn't know how he has the energy to have three or more uh, load blowings. Yeah, she thought he, she had worn them all out, but that is not the case. She notes, if Eivor isn't a superhuman, he's at least a super fuck. That's very true. Um, that seems to be the case as well. We see them all show up in this tribal village, and... Sylvia in the voiceover talks about how they're a bunch of savages with precious stones. She also refers to them as jungle beasts. Oh, yeah. Damn. Sylvia's <laughs> mean. Yeah. We see the chief of the tribe repeatedly hit, hit Eivor in the chest. Uh, at this point, I thought it was kind of weird to watch these uh, natives... Uh, interact with these porn actors. Yeah, it was very strange and sketchy. These people, like I noted earlier, probably had no idea what kind of film they were in. Yeah. Or perhaps even what a film was, but certainly not what film they were in. Yeah, they're like, we're going to point the cameras at you and you just do what you do. They all sit down in a circle and Eivor talks to the chief um, Hank starts going around and feeling on all of the jewelry that the people in the tribe are wearing, like just grabbing it while it's hanging on their necks and stuff. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's props, right? It's got to be like. I'm it's, pretty sure these were probably. But props. they're like here, put these on. But then we're gonna maybe take them from you later. Uh, someone had to be able to like communicate with them in some regard. Do you think Carlos Tobolina? Uh, I mean, I guess it all depends on what they're speaking, because if the tribe speaks Spanish, then probably yeah. Tobolina, but... Yeah, I don't know. If and that's and perhaps they've got, pe- you know, they might have hired somebody who speaks their language if they speak something else. Yeah, they might have. I don't remember a translator credit or anything to that effect. Yeah, I don't know. But what I do know is Sylvia and Hank are exchanging glances, and Sylvia then gets out her special candy to share with the natives. She says, the suckers are taking their poison candy just like little children. Yeah, she loves to poison children. She also notes that Jane didn't want any candy because she's on a diet. She says, I'll get her later. We then cut back to the orgy because why not? We then cut back to her in the village. They say the candy works fast. It's a sweet way to die. And uh, we cut away again and then back to everyone just laying on the ground. They've apparently all eaten the poison candy and died. Yeah, this film is the first porno film we've had that just has like a mass uh, suicide poisoning. Yeah. (laughs) Or I guess mass homicide since they weren't like trying to do it. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, It's the first, like, Jonestown porn. Yeah. Uh, So we see Hank, Sylvia, and Jane leaving. We cut to a bunch of more wildlife shots and then cut back. And then we do see at this point that Sylvia has Jane at gunpoint and making her walk through the jungle. We then see Eivor stir awake. He's back at the village. And while the poison seems to have killed the members of the tribe... Uh, it just put him out temporarily. Yeah, Eeyore's strong. Yes, indeed. Hank is 
pointing a gun at these uh, two guys that I guess were guiding them through the jungle. Yeah. We then see Eivor grab his knife and go storming off through the jungle. He's uh, running through the jungle, swinging some vines. We get a bunch of shots of snakes and birds. Sylvia in her voiceover says, When we get to the river, I'll pay the guys with sweet poison candy. (laughs) Then I'll take care of Jane. Then I'll take care of Hank. Then I'll escape with the jewels. So we have the uh, whole plan laid out. Yeah. Well, that's all you're going to get. You're not going to see any kind of like natural development of that. (laughs) So Eivor sneaks up behind Hank and snatches the gun right out of Hank's hand. He sneaks after him for a bit. He's real low and just prowling around behind him. Sylvia had a gun on Jane, though, and eventually, because they were at a standoff, Sylvia convinces Eivor to drop the gun that he took from Hank. Uh, So then Hank grabs the gun, and uh, they tie up Eivor. (laughs) Certainly, I thought to myself... Carlos Tobolina sees the possibilities of a bondage scene here and will exploit this accordingly. He did not. Yeah, you were wrong. (laughs) So we also see that Jane is tied to another tree. Sylvia and Hank have guns on Jane and Eivor, respectively. Sylvia notes that she's surprised that Eivor isn't dead. She says to Eivor that she's been wanting him her way on her terms. We see her kiss and lick his chest and nipples, working her way down his abdomen. Hank comes up behind Jane and says that he wants to kill her and starts to fondle her. Uh, He does something to her from behind that makes her yell, and I guess he's, like, raping her or something. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't really show anything or, like, really even give you the cinematic language that would be necessary to communicate that that's actually what's happening other than just her yelling yeah i i I couldn't tell you (laughs) i could watch it a hundred times i would never be able to tell you what's going on we then see sylvia down in front of evor's loincloth and he starts screaming uh she has bitten his dick yeah i wonder if she bit it all the way off but i guess not uh, I don't know. I guess not. I don't know. She maybe just, like, took, like, a couple inches off. He's just tipless. Uh, Hank's looking on himself, and Sylvia starts laughing, and she gets up, and she's got blood coming out of her mouth. Yeah. And Eivor is unconscious again. Yeah, he's bleeding out. Hank tells Sylvia to go, and they take off. So we see some snakes and birds. Eivor then starts to yell out, Chico! over and over again and uh, his gorilla friend Chico shows up Chico unties Eivor and he cuts Jane free we cut back to Sylvia and Hank running off and then we see Jane, Eivor and Chico walking through the jungle as well Jane says something about being tired and uh, sits down And Eivor says that he's going to continue to chase after them, so... Jane says something about how they're bad people and belong in jail. Eivor says that he's sure they're not scientists like they said they were. And uh, Eivor, again, says that he's going to take care of them and tells Chico to watch over Jane. So Eivor runs off, and uh, we see him stop to get advice from some villagers, and he takes off again. Jane and Hank are looking at gems together. Eivor sneaks up behind him, but steps on a twig, which makes a snap. And uh, he gets spotted and shot at by both Sylvia and Hank. Yeah. He's dead. We cut to Jane, and she's blowing Chico. (laughs) Is it her? The woman, I think it's like a brunette woman. I don't think it's her. Is it not? I thought the whole point was that... He left Jane with Chico, and Chico's supposed to watch over her, I would and have, she was blowing him. I would have to watch it again, but I okay, feel maybe like it, there's like a 50-50 chance it's her and some or someone else. And with well, this film's uh, slapdash uh, editing and casting uh, of body doubles, 
Well, so the Internet Adult Film Database lists Susan Fuentes and Guy in Gorilla Suit for this scene. Okay. So, uh, and granted, it might be Nina Faust playing Susan Fuentes. Okay. <laughs> but I assume that it's supposed to be her character. But it it is... Everything that we say is just a guess at this point in this film. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, definitely. We cut back to Eivor and uh, Sylvia and Hank. Sylvia says they should make sure that Eivor's dead, but Hank says not to waste the bullet. This was probably a bad idea. Yeah, you should always waste the bullet if you're just killing someone. We see some cowgirl sex with Chico, some doggy sex with Chico. Then we see Sylvia walking, and she gets attacked by a rubber snake. Yeah. But apparently she got bit. Hank shot the snake, but only after Sylvia was bit. Yeah, it doesn't undo it. Hank tells Sylvia that he's not going to help her. He says that she's already dead, and she collapses. She says, I know that I'm dying, but suddenly I don't care. We then cut back to her and uh, the orgy. The narrator, like, dies. Right. Like, with, like, eight minutes left in the movie. Uh, we, yeah, we see her at the orgy and then back to her on the ground dying. Then we cut to Jane disembarking a plane. And then... We see Hank shooting Sylvia as she's laying on the ground to finish her off, and he walks off into the jungle. We got back to Chico with Jane, and Jane says that Eivor's taking too long and asks Chico to take her to him, so they stumble off together. We see more shots of Hank walking around. We see shots of Jane and Chico and Eivor in different shots, random animals. Jane finds Eivor on the ground. Eivor starts to cough. Those gunshots did not finish him, apparently. He has somehow survived. I think it's just his, his demigod magic. He, but Yeah. Is it only when he finds love or just when he bangs that he begins to become aged? I guess just I love. think he's supposed to be in love to... Yeah, to uh, he's not in love start yet. to age. He's not in love with either of these women yet. No, he's not. So he's still immortal. That would be... He's got to ghost him, and that's probably pretty easy to do living in the jungle. <laughs> so, yeah, he's figured out a perfect system to remain an immortal uh, jungle god. Well, in the meantime, Chico and Jane help Eivor up and carry him off. We see Hank in a canoe paddling away from the shore. Then we see Chico and Jane bringing Eivor into a village. They lay Eivor on a bench, and Jane very weakly says, Please, somebody help. <laughs> uh, we get random shots of the jungle and some rainfall. And then we see some leaves being held on Eivor's chest. And then he gets up and uh, walks over and climbs into the water. There's a random dog that walks by at one point. <laughs> I was like, where did this dog come from? <laughs> Uh, Eivor washes the blood off of his chest, and I guess he's healed at this point. Yeah. He asks the chief for help, and we see a bunch of natives and Eivor on the shore with long blow dart guns. And uh, they're firing towards a canoe in the water. So yeah. the canoe that Hank got in is like is made it like 15 feet away from the shore Yeah, in the last three minutes of film time. I don't know how far down the shore they were. Maybe he was waiting for him to drift by, but yes. Yes. Eivor then says, God, give me strength, and then he blows a dart that apparently hits Hank in the boat, and we see him stand up and fall into the water, yes. and we see red paint blood floating on the water. Yes, he was devoured by the piranha. Yeah, Eivor tells Jane that the piranhas got him, and she says, oh my god. And then we cut back to the orgy. We see Sylvia passed out in the orgy, and someone says she's out. And another person says that she must be having a wild dream. And then we cut to credits. And that was Jungle Blue. And it was all just a dream. Perhaps a drug-induced... Yeah, she... 
they kind of say the name. I think it may be supposed to be like ayahuasca or something, but oh, I don't okay. think you normally get that in like a blue pill form. No, I don't know. I don't feel like the people involved here knew drugs very well beyond maybe, maybe nose the, candy. Maybe the drug was jungle blue. Oh, that would make sense, but they probably should have said that at some point. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All uh, right. But uh, they didn't, and what we got is what we got. Yes, indeed. So we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back to give our final thoughts on Jungle Blue. here on the raincoat report and we're going to talk about blur and oasis and i don't know any other brit pop bands stone roses that's a band from britain um blur (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well if you know anything about brit pop let me know all right uh I almost had a band name and I lost it, so I'm going to roll on into my raincoat review. Okay. Um, uh, yes. What do you think about Jungle Blue? This movie is like getting bit by a tropical mosquito and being uh, like in a, a hospital in like a paralytic fevered state for days. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The images that flash before you have little relation to reality uh, or even to each other <laughs> uh they float up from the ether nightmare of your malaria ridden body uh <laughs> to show you visions of uh jungle love oh yeah yeah um it's certainly not a good movie but right. it's not a bad movie either it's uh it's a curiosity it's a film that keeps you guessing, and uh, I don't know. I wasn't bored by it. The editing is so slapdash, and uh, the choices made with the narrative so confusing that it really creates its own uh, sense of reality uh, tucked away deep in the uh, jungles of the Amazon. <laughs> right. I couldn't scientifically disprove that any of this happened because it's all so far away (laughs) and i don't know enough about their fables or anything like that um it's definitely got more going for it than as i said earlier pulsating flesh right i think thematically and just uh an attempt to combine genres in a way uh whereas pulsating flesh is just kind of like a porno film this has some like weird travelogue elements like a mondo film a little bit right uh a bit of some of those kind of jungle adventure movies that were starting to come out some of like the cannibal films but not quite as uh brutal as any of those uh it has crime elements it's got a tarzan thing going on and uh as far as i know it's the only film we've covered that's been set in a jungle unless you count prisoner of paradise but is more of a it's kind of an odd tropical island yeah not so much a jungle but it's not the only film with the gorilla in it uh in fact there are other better ape men (laughs) pornography you could go for thundercrack yeah, yeah. As a fine gorilla named, uh, what was it, Medusa? Yes, Medusa. Medusa, and of course the geek. Yes, the the geek. Yeah, as the geek. Um, and in some ways this film, during the main narrative, feels kind of like a slightly 
more exotic version of the geek where people are just marching around the hills looking for nothing. Right. And uh, occasionally sex interrupts it. Right. Uh, I would overall give it a two and a half. It's better than pulsating flesh and more interesting than pulsating flesh, but it's still not a very well-made movie uh, at the end of the day, but it is a unique film. Yeah. And uh, for that, I applaud it. I agree with you. This film is kind of a, a fever dream of a film, and those sit well with me, generally speaking. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Um, I like a movie where, while I watch it, I'm always second-guessing why exactly anything is happening on the screen mm-hmm. that is happening on the screen. Yeah, you want an element of mystery. And this film has a lot going on. Um, not much of it is good, but it is going on. This film has some okay sex scenes. It's got one really good cum shot, I'll say that. Yeah. And I appreciate that, like, they have a mostly fully developed plot in the sense that, like... It has a beginning, middle, and end to it. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, it's all so poorly accomplished along the way that it's hard for me to strongly recommend this. It's definitely not the first movie that you should go to when you're doing your exploration of the history of adult film. Uh, It probably wouldn't be a good idea to uh, rush to it but if you're the person who can really appreciate a mind-meltingly bizarre film there's a lot going on here for you the frantic editing done by the ape that edited (laughs) it definitely lends to it not really being boring at any point because uh, you never know what's going to happen, and things keep happening even if they don't make sense. Yeah, you're going to get some birds, you're going to get some monkeys uh, masturbating. Yes. You're going to get some shots of uh, the river. Yep. I'm glad they included the indigenous people and their filth. Right. Um, And... What are you going to give it? What are you giving that one? I'm going to give it, for my taste, it's a three. Okay. There's enough just, like, bizarre stuff happening that I was intrigued the entire time. And there's a lot to enjoy about the film and just kind of trying to figure out how it ever became what it is. Just looking at it and just studying it. You could probably teach a college course on this film, but uh, I'll elect not to in this case. I think I'll just leave it behind, and then maybe next week we'll watch a better movie. Though, to be honest, from what I know, I'm not going to give you guys any great hopes. (laughs) Yeah, leave your hopes at the door. Uh, Actually, I think this this next one will be better. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaincoatReport. Yeah. Raincoatreport at gmail.com. Yeah. If you want to send us anything, any yeah. suggestions, uh, you know, if you want to FedEx us some porn that you found somewhere, just uh, give us a holler. You can just use the U.S. Postal Service, too. Uh, I'm going to recommend UPS. Okay. Yeah. I worked there and they destroyed my body. Oh, yeah. So, well, well, well. All right, well, probably <laughs> use the Postal Service. Yeah, just use whoever you want. I don't care. Yeah. i got to give a couple shout-outs at the end of this episode. Uh, first, uh, you might notice that we have some new art. We've got a new beautiful cover made by my friend uh, Andrea. You can follow her and check out more of her art and probably commission something uh, at andrea.ravenshawart.com. On Instagram, I don't think there's. I think there's a dot. There might not be a dot. At any rate, uh, I don't. <laughs> Some combination to... of those characters. Yeah, just type it in and bash it in um, on Instagram. And uh, shout out to the Bow Chicka Wow Wow podcast. They uh, 
covered Too Naughty to Say No on our recommendation, and that episode just came out. It's pretty good. Nice. Yeah, uh, it's a fine film, and they seem to have enjoyed it, so I'm glad we're uh, rubbing off on people. Yes, we are rubbing off on people, and thankfully it seems to be appreciated. Yeah, uh, they're good. Check them out. They seem to release a couple episodes a month. They're not a polished, thorough fucking machine like we are, but, you know, they're going to get there. (laughs) Uh, They're fun. They're British. They're different than us. So, um, don't forget your raincoat, eh? Is that British? (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Uh, I got one other thing to say before we close out. Uh, If you give infinite monkeys infinite typewriters they might produce shakespeare uh, but it only takes one carbo carlos topolina to make a jungle blue don't forget your raincoat oi oi is that's more british <laughs> Thank you.